0: Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness Podcast. My name is Aaron Dowdy, and my main intention is to help you expand your awareness. Now, that's actually also what I do on my YouTube channel. So most likely if you're here, you've probably seen my YouTube channel before. Uh, and th- that's what we're going to be talking about is expanding awareness. We're going to be – this is more of a casual type style. So if you want more of the formal videos where it's more organized and there's more structure, it's like t- – three ways to do this or five ways that you, five signs to do this and whatnot. Practical tools and tips that's on the YouTube channel. This, though, is a little bit more spontaneous. And on this, I'm going to be talking about more of some of the things I'm currently learning. I'm going to be talking about some of the things i have doing in my own life and kind of what I experienced from it. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is I kind of have this. Something I'm learning is understanding the ego and the law of attraction. Now, this is a very interesting episode. If I do say so myself, maybe it's just my opinion, but it's what I'm currently interested in. So maybe this passion that I feel for this idea can kind of exude onto you and it's understanding the law of attraction in mixed in with that of the ego and mixed in with that of spiritual awakening and spiritual transformation. Now, I believe that we are immortal spiritual beings having temporary human experiences. For a long time, I was afraid to say that on the YouTube channel, and I don't know why, probably just because I, uh, as I started to get a bigger audience, I— found that I cared what people thought a lot. And I was like, oh, I don't want to make people mad if I say something like that. But then I realized, you know, this is something that I believe. This is something that I've experienced for myself when it comes to a spiritual awakening. So therefore, I'm going to push through my own limits in my mind and I'm going to share it. So I believe that we are immortal spiritual beings having temporary human experiences that a lot of times we forget who we are. And part of the purpose in life is to remember that that is who we are. And that that remembrance is one of the purposes of our life. It's like a spiritual awakening. And with that, I believe that there is a certain universal consciousness of who we are. Now, what this means is all of our consciousness is connected together. So we are individually creating our own reality with our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. And collectively, we are also creating our reality together as well so this is when we think of larger events this is maybe when we're looking at like who wins the election what direction are we moving to and moving towards as a collective energy now this is something that i've talked about a couple times on the youtube channel understanding more about that of consciousness and collective consciousness and how uh, when we all focus together on certain outcomes it increases the probability if We don't put in resistance with it. So, for example, I believe that we could really transform the planet if we simply meditated. A lot of us came together and meditated on certain outcomes, on peace. I mean, this is the Maharishi effect where they've shown that if certain people, a relatively small amount of people – focus on certain intentions and certain energy, and they put it in the direction of an intention, so maybe that intention is lowering violence by meditating on love, that that actually has a statistical proof percentage of less crime on the planet. Now, think about how crazy that is, how awesome that is. So a lot of what I've been doing recently, actually, maybe if you've seen my YouTube channel recently, what I do is I mix that of the videos I've always done, which are 10, 15 minute videos of that of intellectual information that we can apply. That's very powerful that can like practical tools and tips. And I've been mixing that with guided meditations in every single video, because I believe that mixing meditation with awareness is the next step for me and what I want to go. I want to start to mix these two ideas because I want learning to be more of an interactive experience. Now, another aspect of this, and this might sound kind of selfish on my part. But I am aware of the Maharishi effect. I am aware that more of us collectively focused on certain outcomes and of certain emotional states of being ripples out into the planet. So I'm thinking... When I do these meditations, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I see messages all the time from people saying they're listening to these meditations and they are, you know, kind of have heart openings or they are learning these ideas in a completely new way. I've gotten so much positive feedback from it, once again, not in an ego gratification type way, but just, just a sign that says, hey, Aaron, go in this direction. This is where you're meant to go, that I believe that helping people to generate that emotion within them. Collectively, that's adding to the collective consciousness, and that's helping in a way to help change the planet. Now, it's also helping change the individual, but remember— Just as we have individual manifestation, we also have a collective manifestation. We also together are creating this. So that's kind of my intention behind why I'm mixing in meditation as well as it does help to transform the individual. I I still know that like I believe that I've seen it with so many people. So that's my main intention. But a side effect of that, I believe, is the consciousness of the planet has this potential to raise as well. So that's kind of why I do it. Now, I just explained that so you understand that it's like a collective manifestation as well. Now. I've recently been studying more of this idea, and this is how I view. I like to be kind of like a bridge with everything that I teach. So I like to teach personal development, spirituality, and metaphysics all under the same umbrella that we can all understand versus having like this is the more new age ideas. This is the more of the spirituality ideas. I like it to all be one, and I like to bridge. I like to be a bridge for these different ideas. So I like to mix that of spiritual awakening, which is this understanding that we are immortal spiritual beings having temporary human experiences with that of the law of attraction, metaphysics and understanding who we are. And what one thing that I believe is where is this line of what can we can create in our life? Like we hear the stereotypical saying like there are no limits other than the limits in your own mind. And while I do believe to a certain extent that is true, I think that certain things in our life that we think are relevant may not actually be relevant for our soul's journey of expansion. I had some silence there because I wanted that to kind of sink in. I believe that we are meant to be having an expanded experience here on earth as well as create our own reality. And that we are consciousness expanding. And because of that, there are certain things that would not actually serve the expansion of our consciousness and that what we must do is become aware of what that is by understanding the collective connection we have to everyone else in our life. Now, what do I mean by this? I believe that sometimes if things are ego gratifying, meaning if somebody wanted to just become the best, like some really um kind of somebody that everyone idolizes, right? And their main intention is just to become famous and maybe that's rooted in not feeling worthy. Maybe that's rooted in wanting to um, have like those egotistical desires of materialism and not all the, you know, having things. I'm not saying money is bad. I'm not saying any of this stuff. I think it's all based on the meaning we give it. But what I'm saying is sometimes we may be actually given that ego gratification, but if we identify with it, what happens is it actually will either get taken away from us or there'll be a lesson in it. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, what I mean is that we're all connected and because we're all connected, the main intention should be understanding that we are a part of this cosmic puzzle and that when we add value to other people, we're adding value to another aspect of ourselves because the only time we feel separated from other people is when we have these limits in our mind that says that that is you and that this is me. So I believe that we can tap into our manifestations more powerful than ever before if we understand this connection and we decide to, first and foremost, add value to the collective. That is my whole basis of how I think I've become successful on YouTube and how I become more abundant in my life than ever before. My main intention, first and foremost, is to add value to people that other people that watch me. And I'm not saying that to sound like some. like like, a yogi sage or anything, I'm saying that there's just this awareness there that we are all connected and I want to add value to the most amount of people possible because I know that those other people are actually other versions of my own consciousness. Now, that's the perspective I have. Now, here's another side of that coin. I understand that the more value I put out into the world, the more resources come to me. And I believe that because it's a win-win scenario, it is more likely to manifest because what is good for me And what is good for the other person is also can be good for me, and it's not something that's sacrificing the collective. Now, for example, if there was somebody that could, uh, for example, have something amazing that they manifest in their life, but all it does is really emphasize their ego, it emphasizes power that actually hurts other people, I believe that that isn't good for the collective whole, and that even if they get little tastes of what that is to have that kind of experience, eventually— it will be taken away from them at some level, or there'll be a lesson involved with it. And I notice this sometimes in even other YouTubers I watch, for example. This happened, and I'm not talking bad about this guy because I think he's very creative. But if anybody and I know you guys might be polarized on this, some of you guys will hate him. Some of you guys might like him. But there's that guy on YouTube. His name's Logan Paul. He's got a huge YouTube channel, uh, almost 20 million subscribers, and he is a creative kind of guy. He's big on Instagram as well. Maybe you've seen his videos before. He was a big Viner back in the day. But I've watched him in a way kind of get to a certain point where. He was literally on top of the world. He's like the number one influencer, the number one of like everything that he did. He had like such a huge fall and he was growing one of the fastest growing channels ever. He went from like three million subscribers to like 15 million and like he was growing by like two or three million subscribers a month. It was insane. But what I saw happen is I was paying attention. I was just kind of watching what he was doing because I'm interested in the dynamics of the collective consciousness. And what I realized is what happened is he started to identify with it. He literally started to think that he was and had this, like, superhuman strength. You could kind of see it in his videos. You could see it in the way he was acting. And I'm not saying this to judge him. I'm not saying this, you know, in any negative way. I'm just saying I was observing how he was responding, and you could tell that anyway any way he didn't think he was just confident. He kind of was starting to associate and assume that he was like this, this uh, messiah in a way. And I, it's even weird for me to say because I feel like almost maybe uh, – I don't want you to think that I'm judging him. I just, this is something I observed, and when I observed that, then what I noticed is that then what happened is he had that, that thing that happened to where it kind of took him off the pedestal. Everyone was thinking that he was so important, and other people were also adding to this. So it's almost like we, we are all symbols – And the more well-known you become, the more energy you kind of have directed at you because of this collective consciousness. This, in reality, Transurfing is called a pendulum. So even though some people may rock and not like the pendulum, it still will swing the pendulum higher. So think about it like this. Even though more people were polarized on Trump becoming president, Trump had more energy in his direction than Hillary did. Therefore, he won the election because even though more people also probably opposed and were emotionally charged on Trump, the more you oppose something, the more you give it energy. So in the same way, it was interesting because this guy, Logan Paul, goes into a suicide forest in Japan and films and makes a thumbnail with him against a a dead body. And what happened was is that took him off his pedestal. He stopped making – he kind of had to stop making YouTube videos. You could. They had like a, a picture of him like a couple weeks into it. You can imagine how he was probably feeling and how much negative energy was being thrown at him from the collective of people that were mad at him. And what I'm saying by this is that is part of the collective energy and how it moves. And he was kind of taken off of that pedestal. And that is something that I believe happened because his – manifestation, because I do believe he believes in the law of attraction. I've seen some of uh, what this video where he's talking about his goals and how he wrote all this stuff down, which is great. You know, you can write down the goals. You can have the vision board. But if you identify with it and you start to see yourself as better than other people, which I don't know if he did that or not, but looking for how things turned out, I would guess that he probably did. Not in a judgmental way, just in a way that that was – because at the fundamental core level, he's another version He's connected to the same energy we're all connected to so a lesson is something that we can all learn from his experience but nonetheless i found it very interesting because his 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 manifestation that he was creating he started to kind of identify with it and then it started to give it at what's called excess importance excess meaning in reality transurfing terms which if you guys haven't heard of that that's a powerful manifestation process for understanding the energy dynamics. And you can find more videos of that on my YouTube channel and reality Transurfing. I have a whole bunch of videos on it, but nonetheless, it was very interesting to watch. So what I'm the reason I'm saying this is the intention that I have is to add value to other people. And I think that maybe look at your own manifestations of what you're creating in your own life and think, how can I add value to other people? Because as you make it a win win for both yourself and the collective manifestation process, the collective You are making it a win-win for everybody, and I believe that because it is then best for your soul and it's best for all the other souls, it's best for this connection we all have, that it's something that's much more likely to manifest. It's something that's much more likely to happen. So it's about, you know, think about all the people in our past that have been somebody that we've really looked up to. Gandhi, Mother Teresa. Uh, We can look at... That of uh, all the there's a lot of motivational speakers that we see today there are Malcolm X like people that have trans either transformed themselves or people that have got to states like Gandhi Mother Teresa of unconditional love the Buddha we look at these people and we put them and we realize that they have embodied love now love Is an energy that we are all connected to and when we start to tap into this energy of love that is the natural vibration of who we are and then look at all these people who have existed and embodied the energy of love and we can see those are people we look up to because they've been more connected to the stream of who they are and in the same way when you are in the highest vibe state how do you look at other people. You look at them as connected, even if they do something that normally ticks you and normally has like this little, you know, this little uh, pet peeve. Maybe it doesn't even bother you because you're in such a good state. When we start to embody more of unconditional love and we raise our consciousness, that's where everything begins to change. Now, as I've kind of stated before as well, inside that of my uh, inside that of other podcasts, I used to have a vibrational set point that on a scale of one to ten, ten feeling amazing, one feeling not so great. It was about at a three to a five on average. That was my set point. I would, you know, not feel horrible, but not feel that great. But more so, not you know, more anxiety. ADHD I identified with it. But what I learned how to do is I learned how to observe my thoughts. I let go of resistance, and then I started to have this spiritual connection. More, I mean, the spiritual connection is always there. Everyone has it. It's just being aware of it. And what happened is, is eventually i started to feel totally different on a scale of one to ten ten feeling amazing one feeling not so great i would say that i was normally on about a three to a five that was my natural set point that was my vibrational set point we could say and that when i had my spiritual awakening i became much more aware of this connection that i had to my soul much more connected of how i could observe my thoughts much more connected to the idea that my beliefs were creating my reality And everything in my life changed when I started to become more present, and I started to observe my emotions, and I started to let them go. So that was something that then allowed me to become more into a state of consciousness. And once again, I'm not saying I'm enlightened, but nonetheless, I started to perceive things in my life differently, and I started to feel that my natural set point was at a 7, an 8, or a 9 out of 10, when before it was like at a 3 or a 5. And what I realized is that I thought – I remember walking around my room, this in 2012, and I was looking around, and I was like – I hope this feeling doesn't go away, and I thought that it may, but then I realized it never did. It just became my natural set point, so it wasn't as ecstatic. It was just more natural than anything else, and this is the thing. I believe that everyone can tap into this the more we learn to let go. The more we let go of things that are no longer serving us, the more we actually exist in that higher vibe state where we can emanate energy out to other people that then is win-win for everybody. We start to really in in a way affect the people around us in a very powerful way because we are in the natural vibration of how we choose to be so this is something that we could call more so that of just emitting emitting our true vibration. It's not so much about attaining a new perspective. It's more so about letting go of what no longer serves. And that's what I think I was able to do. I'm still going through the process, but my natural set point has different, and it's even risen above that now. I realized that on that scale of one to 10, there's actually like a 10 through 15. It's like completely revolutionized the scale because as I get into more states of presence and meditation, more into my heart center, especially that increases the vibration. And then whatever I focus on comes to fruition much easier, especially when, like I said, it's tapped into the collective consciousness of helping other people because then it's a win-win as long as I don't identify with it, as long as I don't identify with this guy on YouTube, with all of these subscribers, and I don't identify and think that it is actually like me doing it. I realize it's more so this collective energy that's coming through me. I believe that that's the biggest game changer, and I think that anybody can tap into it with that level of awareness. Now, something else I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing a free training on transforming the emotional set point. So it's like, think of it like emotional transformation. I want to help other people get the same type of results. So I have a free training that's coming out soon. And what you can do is if you want to receive that free training, it's starting on Monday the 11th. And you can, whenever you listen to this, you can go to my website, go to AaronDowdy.com. And you should see on the front homepage, somewhere on the homepage, you'll see sign up here or press this button so that you can be a part of that training. And what you do is you are then, uh, I will email you the video and the training series. It's going to be a four-part series that shows you the complete emotional transformation series. And that's something you're interested in. If you are interested in it, feel free to go to AaronDowdy.com click on that and you'll have access and be able to uh, get their videos as they come out. And they start on thir- uh, on Monday the 11th. I'm also going to be giving away meditations and a whole bunch of other stuff that will help facilitate the process. So like I said, that's something I think is a game changer. When we learn that our emotions, when we raise them, we then also raise our field of perception because everything around us is a reflection of the inside. So that's something I've been. Really, uh, really tapping into is understanding this letting go of emotions and how letting go is really where the power is. I read a book recently called Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins, and I've read his other book called Power Versus Force, and it's an amazing book, by the way. Letting Go was also very much up there with the book The Power of Now. And uh, yeah, it helped me understand the power of this. That's why now I'm teaching it more so. And uh, I think it's something that can really change, help a lot of people to feel better. I mean, the better we feel, the more we're we're, we're literally raising the vibration of ourselves, we're also raising the vibration of the planet. So it's like a win-win-win all the way across. So another thing I wanna do right now is remember how in a past podcast, what I did is I talked about how I'm going to start to do these live Q and A's where I answer your questions and stuff. Well, what I decided I'll do for now is I'll maybe do a little bit of both. I'll have like this introduction, 20, 30 minute period. And then what I'll do is I'll move into like a 20, 30 minute Q and A. So we get a little bit of both in every episode. So you can listen to this and you can kind of hear the questions. Like maybe sometimes I'm talking about like what people are saying on Instagram, but I'm explaining it, you know, and I used a better microphone than the Instagram microphone. So hopefully it's good uh sound quality maybe it won't be as good as this but it should still be pretty good uh but nonetheless what we're about to do is go into a kind of like a q a where people ask questions if you guys aren't already follow me at instagram as well so you can be a part of it and you can ask questions as well it is aaron underscore dowdy d-o-u-g-h-t-y-4-4 that is aaron underscore d-o-u-g-h-t-y-4-4 and that's where you can follow me on Instagram. I post daily content there. I also do uh, live meditations. I do live Q&As, and you can uh, ask me questions there. And then sometimes those will actually be also on here. And that's kind of the benefit of it. So in this, I'm trying to to remember everything we talked about. Talked a little bit about life after death. Talked about a lot of people were asking about how to go full-time doing what they love. I talked about that for a little bit. Uh, I talked about some books that I'm reading. I talked about a mix of things. So you're going to see a little bit of everything. I, f- I thought it was really good, though. Not you know, I thought there was a good – what I mean by that is not my ego as it's good. I know it might sound like that, but what I mean, mean is I think there was good synergy between everybody Like in the conversation. It was like the questions kept coming up at the right place at the right time. So I think you'll find that you enjoy it. So in a minute, that's going to go forth. I'm going to go and put in that Q&A for you to listen to. And other than that, if you want – The free training is going to be in the AaronDowdy.com. Go ahead and click on that, and you're going to put in your email, and I will send you the training videos as they come out on Monday the 4th. And if you are listening to this afterwards, that's totally fine. You'll also get the email sent to you shortly as well. And other than that, as always, here comes the Q&A. Peace, much love, and namaste. And to keep uh, cool, there we go. Okay, cool. So now I'm kind of like filming the podcast right now. And I figure what I could do is put part of this Q&A on the podcast as well. So maybe after you guys watch this uh, tomorrow, the day after, there may be this replay, maybe on that of the uh, iTunes channel, which is expand your awareness with Aaron Dowdy, And I'm Aaron Dowdy. So yeah, I'm going to kind of walk around and hope that this thing just continues. This is what it looks like, by the way. This is, uh, I found this from, I don't know if you guys know who Tim Ferriss is. He's like a, Tim Ferriss is a pretty cool guy. He has like a podcast. He's like one of the number one podcasts. I just bought all the equipment that he recommended pretty much. So yeah, hopefully everything's going right now. So anyways, I'm going to answer some of you guys' questions. Sorry about that little uh, pause right there. I just wanted to get that taken care of. Um, Okay, so it's Man Just Life. So thank you for all you do. Thank you. I'm grateful for all you guys. It's kind of cool being able just to kind of get on live and then, you know, be chilling with you guys like I am right now. And do you guys want me like this? If you'd like me from now on, let me see hearts. If you want me to let you guys know when I'm going live, maybe like two, three hours before to give you a little bit of a basis, or should I just get on when I feel like getting on? So if you guys want, what I'll do is I'll actually kind of prep it kind of like I did today and I'll let you guys know. Okay, cool. There's my answer. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, Good vibes, yeah. Good vibes here. Ray Baines. Ray Baines said, tips on finding YouTube video topics to make videos on. I think they should be videos, topics that you're something you're passionate about. So if you want, also, my buddy Victor and I, Victor Odo, we started a channel called Full-Time Purpose. We're helping people like go full-time, doing what they love. We're going to be talking a lot about YouTube on that channel as well. So it's called Full-Time Purpose. You can uh, subscribe there. And we go into detail about all that because I don't know if everyone – ex- I could talk about that for days, but I don't know if everyone here wants to hear about that. But you, I'd say find something you're passionate about. And when you find something you're passionate about, then – things start to organically happen. You start to find things and every video will kind of bleed into the next one. So like I've been making daily videos on my channel for over a year now, and I only know the video topic the night before I go to bed. I write down the video topic. Then what I do is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is film. I mean, I, I meditate, I take a cold shower, and I film and I don't know really what I'm going to say until the video starts. Now I'm not saying that makes me special. I'm just saying I primed myself through pattern and through, um, consistency repetition. So to find it, to make it a, make it a ideal for you to make consistent content. And you'll find that the content just continues to come. You just kind of have to trust the process. Um, let's see. Hello everybody. So cool. There's so many of you guys here. um yeah a lot of a lot of questions about youtube and stuff sarah says how did you advertise yourself to grow your channel i just continued i just created a lot of content i created content that i thought added value to people and what i did is i focused on how much value can i add to other people and by putting that intention out to add value what happens is that just kind of comes back so i would say the more you buy into your passions the more that you're almost supported so focus more on the value you can give to other people and then that kind of comes back um, as other than that, I would say learn marketing, um, study some marketing and stuff. What I does, I studied marketing and then I also kind of applied that to what I do. And yeah, I think that can help. So Angela says you are helping me overcome 12 years of chronic pain. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Good for you. Okay. Let's see. Gabby says, do you recommend manifesting more than one thing at once to help detach? P.S. Your most recent meditation made me cry from the intense emotion I felt. Thank you so much. That's so cool. So if you guys don't know, I have a new video format for my videos. So what I do now is instead of just doing a video with the intellectual ideas, what I do is I do about a 10 to 15 minute intellectual on the idea, like bringing in kind of wiring in certain concepts of uh, of uh, really making it something that we can apply in our life, practical tips of awareness, like the the usual videos I've done for the longest time. But now what I do is I also put in a meditation at the end of every single video that I do and that meditation will wire in these ideas because I believe that I can or we can make learning a more interactive experience instead of just learning from intellectual ideas. We learn from meditation. So since I've been doing that on the channel, as I've had literally just so much. positive feedback for you guys. So I think it's a sign I'm just going to keep doing it. So first off, that's great to hear, Um, Gabby, and it says, do you recommend manifesting more thing, more than one thing at once to help detach? Um, That can be because what you can do is sometimes if you focus on one thing and you are attached to the outcome, you're attached, like your internal state of being is dependent on how things happen or whether it happens then a lot of times what will happen is from having that expectation and being attached to the outcome, we create resistance. So I would say that in general, make sure your goals and visualizations are connected to your heart. This is kind of also a reality trans surfing idea, and it's very, I think it's very powerful when you connect to your heart first, which means you go straight to the feeling versus then going and just trying to get something else outside of there because it'll make us feel better that a lot begins to change. So make sure it's something. you are really passionate about, you know, a lot of times we'll focus on money. We'll say we want more money in our life, but money is a symbol. Money is a symbol of uh, whatever emotion money brings us. Sometimes money may bring us the emotion of freedom, may bring insecurity, but it's the idea is to focus more on something our heart can connect to. Like our mind can look at money and our mind goes, oh yeah, money. I like money, but the mind knows that the money equals the freedom or the mind knows that money equals this or that the heart doesn't know that. The heart is connected to more of a vibration and when you focus on what you're grateful for, you start to tap into that heart area and what the heart math Institute has shown is that the electromagnetic energy of the heart is thousands of times more powerful than that of the head. So. It's more powerful for us to connect to the heart, anyways. So, I would say that just be aware of whether you're being attached to the outcome or not. And if you are, bring it back to your heart space. Do the meditations that I have. Most of the meditations that I have, you start it off by grounding in the heart energy because when you do that, you expand that energy around your body and it becomes something that's very magnetic. The magnetics of the heart are thousands of times more powerful than that of the head. So the key is to tap into that energy. And in the beginning of all the meditations I've been doing, you can watch any of the newer YouTube videos that have those meditations. That's the first thing we do is we wire in the connection to our heart so that then we're able to learn and really absorb these ideas in a deep way. So in the same type of way, what I encourage you to do is uh, that you can do something similar. and then you won't feel so attached to the outcome because you'll be more connected to your heart which is where the energy is anyways because anything we want is because we believe we'll feel better in the having of it as like an, a classic abraham abraham Hicks quote but the key is to just go straight for the emotion you can tap into any emotion you want simply by deciding to do so by simply looking through the eyes and almost just knowing that that's something you can do we just kind of are patterned into saying oh when this happens then I will feel that way we're kind of grown up We kind of grow up thinking that way. We're kind of conditioned that way because we're conditioned with, you know, advertisements that say, when you get this, when you get the perfect body, when you look this way, then you can be happy. And that's a narrative that we buy into because it's a story that we buy into. But the key is being aware that we can tell ourselves a new story and that the moment we start to tell ourselves a new story is the moment everything begins to change. So what story are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself the story that things come easily to you? Are you telling yourself a story that you have to work really, really hard for it? Are you telling yourself the story that you have to do something you hate to do in order to get somewhere? Because if that's the story you're telling yourself, then that's going to be the result. But I want to encourage you. I implore you to understand that you are worth more than that, that you can begin to more so tap into your true energy and that when you do that you find that things happen even easier, but you are the generation of that energy. You can generate that energy from your heart rather than looking for it on the outside. So I know it's kind of like a cliche topic to talk about, but I think it's so, I think it's so powerful once applied. Okay. So Vicki says, you said bring in a new environment helps speed up manifestations. I just moved into a new city for the summer and I'm wondering how can I best harness my time here? Uh, You're in a new environment, so you're already in the right energy state for that. Now this is the thing. This is an idea from Dr. Joe Dispenza that I've read in his books and basically what it has to do with is of the thoughts we think we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of them are recycled from the day before, which means we're constantly thinking the same thoughts, therefore creating the same experiences. Now the key is when we get into a completely new environment what we do is we in a way shock our brain because our brain can't go down the path of least resistance of the thoughts. We always think always create the same predictable results. If we're always thinking the same thoughts, everything is so predictable because we'll always get more of a reflection of what we already have. So the key to this is getting into a new environment. So you've already started to do that just by going into a new environment. Your brain can't just repetitively have the same associations. You know, sometimes You may not realize it, but you may look at something like there's this certain street that I come at on my way home from the gym. And when I'm coming on my way home, there's this street that I turn on. And when I turn on this street, when I first moved into this house, every time I would turn onto that street, I was normally listening to a certain podcast because I was listening to a certain podcast two or three weeks later after it's been a while since I've listened to that podcast every time I'm on the street and I go to make that left hand turn to get back that route coming back to this house. It reminds me of that podcast and I didn't, it took me almost a couple days to figure it out, but that's the way the brain works. The brain works based on neuro associations and neuro conditioning. And sometimes we may think that certain things are happening that are making us feel a certain way and it may be a subconscious thing that's happened in the past. Like for example, maybe somebody said some word to you in the past, And when they said a certain word, they made you feel a certain way. Maybe the word was just some random, random word, right? Like the word trigger, right? Like you feel triggered or something. Say that that word triggered was something that made you feel negative emotion. Now here's the thing, say, imagine that maybe a couple years later, somebody says the word trigger to you again. And even though they said it with good energy, what could have happened is you kind of in a way are bringing back that past memory of hearing somebody say the same word And it in your brain makes you look back to that negative experience and you actually feel the same emotion. So you may actually start to feel negative connection to that person because they said that word, but really it's the past living itself out again. You see, so it's a funny thing, but the more we go into new environments, the more we scramble our brain, the more we kind of scramble up that Rubik's cube from always going down the the same colors on the same sides, the same predictable results. It's about getting outside of that comfort zone. It's about knowing the more you do that, That's in that field of uncertainty is where you can create miracles. You cannot create miracles in the same pattern thinking of what you thought the day before, because the same pattern thinking that you thought the day before is only going to create the same day that you had the day before. And most people live the same days over and over and over and over and over again. Like Groundhog's Day. You think I said that enough, but yeah, you guys see what I mean though? But yeah, just get into a new environment, whatever that means for you. Maybe that means you go to that yoga class that you've always kind of been afraid to go of because what will people think? Because you've never done it before. Maybe that means that you step outside and you're like, you know what? I've always wanted to try uh, performing somewhere and somehow I've always wanted to kind of put my art online, but I've been, I've been afraid to do so. I've always wanted to share that message on social media, but I've always felt afraid. What if right now you made the choice and you said, you know what? I can push forward. I can do what I want to do because I choose to do it because that's who I choose to be. The only reason that's scary is because it's unfamiliar. The brain loves familiar. The brain loves anything that's familiar because it's familiar is safe. The job of the brain is to keep you safe. The job of the brain is to keep you in survival mode. And the more you become aware of that, the more you can then choose to say, no, I'm going to go a little bit beyond that. This doesn't mean the ego necessarily, but it means that you're aware of why you're afraid. You know, I go and take a cold shower every morning. It sucks, but guess what? I do it and I feel awesome afterwards. I feel really good. And then when I go shoot my video, I get into the flow state very quickly. So I'm just aware of that. And I'm aware that who's afraid is the old me who's afraid is the one that wants to keep me safe. It's the one that knows that it's cold, it's uncomfortable. But guess what? If the first part of my day I can push myself to do something that doesn't feel good, but I know is good for me. Guess what? The rest of my day goes that way. So today what I did is I was more productive than I think I've ever been in the last like at least a couple months. What I did is I woke up, I got a whole bunch of work done, did not check my phone once because I've known and I learned about this, the power of what's called blocking. If you want to get creative work done, get up in the morning and when you do whatever you do, the first in the morning is the best time to do creative work. By the way, what you do is you do that. You have no distractions. Do not check your phone. Do not do anything else other than that thing, because that's when your energy is the most potent. That's when you have the ability to really tap into like a creative part of yourself. So let me try to turn this down a little bit. Okay should be better. I don't know how much battery life I have left, by the way, guys. So I'm hoping I had like 40% when I started. I should be fine. Anyways. Yeah. So um, do it right. Then when you wake up in the morning, I think you'll find that doing that changes the whole game when it comes to productivity, when it comes to you doing what you love, um, and going full time with it or whatever it is. So, thank you guys. You guys have tons of nice comments, nice things to say. Cool. A whole bunch of uh, nice new Pete. I see a whole bunch of you guys. (laughs) Wait, how much have you guys been commenting? Oh, my God, you guys are damn. I'm like scrolling on the comments, thinking that I'm um, kind of caught up. But you guys are you guys are interactive. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, Whitney says, what do you think about people having more than one passion? Should you just focus? on one or put all your energy, should you focus on all of them or just put your energy into the first? Um, find the one that you're most passionate about or that you think you have the most leverage with and then decide to do that one as much as you can. And then as you do that one, the much as much as you can, what you begin to do is you begin to create momentum. Now, the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to do what's called dabbling. You do one thing, you do it just a little bit and you move to the next thing. You do it a little bit. You do the next thing. Start it. If you're passionate about it, that's coming from your heart, do it and follow through with it. And if you find something else that that stems off from, that's fine, but be aware that it's not, it's not just kind of like being fickle. It's not like jumping from one thing to the other. You don't want shiny light syndrome. You want to be able to really have that ability to, um, find what you're passionate about, take action from that place. And you'd be in because you need momentum. Momentum is the key, especially in the beginning. So, um, yeah, I hope that helps. Let's see. So, okay. There's a couple questions. Someone says they've been having suicidal thoughts. Um, okay, I see you. A couple questions. Responding to that person. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, so suicide. It's kind of a, tuffy, a, a touchy subject, but here's the thing. You. This on the planet right now is the best time to be alive, ever. And I really mean that. Right now there's an awakening that's happening. More and more people are becoming aware of who they are. There is a global consciousness shift that is happening. And if you are here right now, you have a purpose for being here. There is a reason that you are here. So thinking and wanting to leave in a way is wanting to undo everything When your purpose is to be here right now, there is a purpose for you being here right now. And all that means is that you haven't necessarily focused on it yet. Realize that anything you focus on, you feel. If you focus on feelings that say you're not worthy, that's just a momentum of focus. That's not really who you are. The reason those thoughts feel negative is because that is not who you are. That is the frag. It's like fragmenting yourself and then saying, I feel negative emotion. You're feeling negative emotion because the true essence of who you are does not want to leave. There is a purpose for you being here. There is value you can add to other people. And by you being here, you are really in a way just spreading your light, spreading your energy. But the key is knowing that there is an evolution going on there. And I I know that's a big statement. It probably sounds like kind of out there, but it's, it's really the truth. If you look at a lot of the. Uh, not just spiritual texts. If you look at the science of the vibration of the planet, if you look at the way the sun is changing, all of these things, it sounds pretty out there, right? The truth is there is a spiritual uh, awakening that's happening on the planet. Not everyone, right, this moment's going through it, but many, many people are. It's why channels like mine are growing at the rate at which they are. It's why I think they will continue to grow. It's something that I think um, the more you tap into, the more you begin to feel it. I would say mainly just, choose your focus and put it on something else, but know that you have a purpose for being here and that your purpose is something that when you start to live, you'll look back at this time and you'll look back and be like, wow, I remember when I was there, but I'm so glad that I'm still here because you are then living your purpose. So that feeling, those emotions of lack, that's not who you are you are so much more than that i just want you to know that i want you to know that you don't i tr- i promise you that at a soul level you do not want to leave right now i promise you this is the place to be this life right here this transformation that's happening you came here for this wave because as the energy keeps increasing it's also spreading a wave out through the rest of the uh, the rest of the universe but here there's something special about being here right now um, if you want more information on this, read Dolores Cannon's books, you'll find thousands of thousands of transcripts of people that higher selves and subconscious mind was saying why they incarnated. And one of the main reasons is because right now there's a evolution on the planet happening of spiritual, spiritual awakening. And it's something that you want to be a part of as well. So yeah, let me answer a couple more questions. I'd love to stay on with you guys longer. Maybe I'll do this in a couple of days. The reason I say that is because I think my phone is going to die soon. I didn't realize that my brightness is already on for like the first 20 minutes of this video. I'll do it as long as I can, though. Um, R- R- Rogerio uh, oh, Roger says probably Gary V is the most law of attraction guy that exists. Yeah, Gary Vee is uh, he's that guy that's always like, take action, take action, take action, which does work. But I would say take action with elevated emotion. That's like more of a it's more of a, I guess, a little twist to it. Do it. And that's why when it's connected to something we're passionate about, it works even more powerful. Um, Oh, yeah, Kate Spade, that's maybe that's why the whole suicide thing was about. Yeah, Kate Spade committed, uh, apparently committed suicide uh, today or yesterday. And I used to work in the retail industry, so I used to work at Barneys, New York. I sold high end luxury shoes, so uh, I've sold Kate Spade shoes before. Yeah, it's sad to hear when that happens. And um, it also shows you that it's not necessarily could, it should also show you that it's not all about the money. It's not all about the fame and the glory. It's also about understanding how we can get to the core of who we are. The focus is where the power is. When we change our focus, we change what we feel. And um, at the end of the day, though, the, she's an immortal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. Now she's transitioned into another state of consciousness. She's not really gone, but she's just changed form. So yeah, I know it's kind of a sad thing, but at the same time, um, it's sad from our point of view because we think of life, we live, then we die. But in the larger scheme of consciousness, there is no death. There is only a transition of form. So it's kind of a funny idea, but nonetheless, it's something that I think is uh, once we tap into, it's powerful to know because even if worse comes to worst, and you were to pass away and die, you're still an immortal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. So it's kind of, you feel confident in knowing that. But like I said, you are here for a reason. There's a reason for you being here. And I think that, um, I think that the more you focus here on how you and doing what you're passionate about, the more you're going to be rewarded for it. And the more you're really going to enjoy this, uh, this uh, transition that's happening on the planet right now. Um, yeah, a lot of questions on the whole nine to five thing. Um, it says I don't want a nine to five my whole life. It's, depressing me and I don't want to carry on no more. How can I do what I do and earn an income while I can survive? Um, I would say pay attention to the perspectives within the question itself. And what I mean by that is, like I said, you change your focus, you change your feeling. Focus on that you most likely have a house that you live in or you have shelter, you have food, focus on gratitude. The more you focus on gratitude, the more you are getting out of that state of surviving and into the state of thriving. So there's really just two main emotions. There's scarcity or there's fear or there's love or there's abundance. If you focus on what you already have, you'll feel more of that abundance. If you focus on love, you'll feel more of that love. I would say switch the focus and. Um, A lot of what I was talking about earlier was kind of about that as well. It's about understanding that we are here for a reason. And when we realize that, we see that everything is transitionary in the sense that if you're working a job you don't like, then start to do something you're passionate about and know that in a relatively short amount of time, you can change that I a year ago, a year. It's not even been a year sent a year yet since I have been going full time doing YouTube a year ago from today, I was at a job working. 40 hours a week selling woman's shoes, not enjoying I would enjoy it. I was like a little meditation practice. I would like go into work and be like, I'm not going to think negative about it. I'm going to enjoy it. I would almost let it be a lesson for me to more so be present because I was so wanting to get out of there. But I used that as fuel and motivation for me to do daily YouTube videos. So I did daily YouTube videos while I was working full time and over time on the course of just doing that for four or five months, I went full time doing what I love. Commit to your vision commit to whatever that is, and then you start to develop momentum along the way. You may get certain signs It may say, you know what? Go in this direction. You know what? This is a new thing for me. I've been making YouTube videos for quite a period of time now, and just now I'm realizing that my passion is still creating YouTube videos, but also adding in with that the meditations that I'm doing. That was a little split off. It was like a little bit of a, a carrot on a stick. That's like, hey, Aaron, come over here. Come over here. Now I'm over there and now I'm doing something a little bit more different than I've done before, but it's showing me where to go. Your intel, your uh, intuition will show you where to go if you take action and you do it from that state of intention. So yeah, that's what I would say for that. How should I react? Dana says, how should I react if someone is trying to provoke me? Should I ignore it? You should observe it. You should observe it and act with compassion. I know it sounds like some enlightened being or Gandhi or, you know, some like something, someone saying that, but it's true. I've, I used to work with some people or I knew people back in the day that would always try to provoke me. Um, if you guys know my story, I had an ex stepmom that was very uh, manipulative. She was a sociopath. She was also very abusive and I had to learn how to deal with that. And it was something that I learned by learning to observe it, to not identify with. That's the important thing. Don't think it's wrong if someone comes up to you and is trying to kind of like almost put all of their problems on you or say something to you because the moment you think something's wrong, the moment that creates a charge within you and you carry that charge everywhere you go. So that's not, it's not something that's wrong. It's something you have to observe and it's something you have to be okay that it's there. Be okay that it's there. Observe it. Allow it and as you allow it, it transforms because it's no longer catching into your energy field. If it catches into your energy field because you're reacting, then what happens is it remains stagnant and then you go out into the public and it more and more people will show that to you occasionally if it's in your energy field, let it go by observing, allowing it to be there. There's nothing wrong with that person. They're just running out of pattern that they may even be unaware of. And now that you're aware of it, you can choose how you relate to it. And once you do that the person will kind of fall away naturally. Either they will transform the way they respond to you or they just won't be there to begin with. You'll just run into them less and less. Um, Yeah, a whole bunch of questions on living passion and going full time, doing what you love. Like I said, full time purpose on YouTube is mine and Victor Odo's YouTube channel for teaching people how to go full time, doing what they love. Just, just to save time because I know unless you guys, you know, if you guys want more on that, let me know. I will, you know, teach you guys as much as I know about Uh, growing on social media growing on YouTube whatever you guys want to know you guys let me know Um, but I just kind of figured that because it's on Instagram right now there's maybe not many of you that want to know that or if so you guys let me know and uh, I can always speak more on that Um, let's see no not on this says can you please can you speak about what happens after death Um, well, what I think happens after death is I think that the one truth in life is that all truths are true. And I think that based on our level of consciousness, when we die, we'll experience certain things based on that level. So for example, if somebody were to believe in a certain ideology, maybe when they die, they experience a reflection of that belief system. But the truth is they're immortal spiritual beings regardless. So they experience whatever reflection is in congruence with their belief system when they pass away and their level of consciousness. But once you raise your level of consciousness higher and higher, you realize. More so this level of, uh, of love, you realize that you exist and you will always exist. So it's, it's like you almost you can pass away with a sense of awareness, a sense of awareness of knowing that you can choose your experiences. And when you pass away with that level of awareness, it's different than if you pass away believing, I guess, in like hell. For example, if you believe that you're going to hell, you may actually even create a momentary experience of that from your own consciousness, but it doesn't really exist other than the fact that our beliefs are creating our reality. The truth is even people like, for example, if someone that were atheists and said nothing happens when you die, maybe like a Christopher Hitchens, what I would imagine would happen is for a period of time, his consciousness would experience nothingness would experience absolute nothingness until he realized that he was creating that for himself. And then he would transition into this awareness that he's an immortal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. He probably just forgot that when he was alive here. So, I know it's a funny time, but that's just how I, th- I'm just sharing with you how I think about it. I don't know, not, well, it's funny cause I say nobody knows, but there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of, thousands of NDE experiences, near death experiences of people that have had very similar ex- experiences of maybe tweaked a little bit based on their belief systems, but nonetheless, very similar with this understanding that what really matters in life is how you make other people feel. What really matters in life is the relationships you had. It's the impact you had on the world. That's what really matters. This, this, this stupid shit that we worry about when we, um, the little petty stuff, like this person liked this person's post on Facebook and not mine or whatever the stupid stuff is. And I'm not saying you're stupid. If you wonder if you like, you know, get mad about that or whatever. I'm just saying that in the larger scheme of things, what really matters in life is how you impact other people, how you feel the relationships you have, how much you learned, how much you grew. Those are the things that really matter. So yeah, I guess that's kind of my view on what happens life after death. Um, Let's see. Let me answer one more question because I don't know how much longer, like you guys like this. Let me see some hearts. If you guys want me to continue to do more of these live Q and A's and um, I will continue to do so. And yes. Okay. Let's see. Um, Angela said, do you believe in spontaneous healing? Can you do a YouTube video on it, please? Yeah. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video on that in general, spontaneous healing, any modality that we use to heal ourselves, the real healing happens from within. It really happens from within. We give sometimes certain symbols to other things. So for example, there will be people that have belief systems that say I can only be healed if I go to a doctor. Therefore, they go to a doctor, they get some little pharmaceutical thing. They come home, they take it and maybe they do get healed. But this is what happened. They believed in the doctor. They believed in that pharmaceutical drug because of their belief system. They took it and they got healed. Now here's the thing. There have been people and they've done studies on this before as well, where they've done mock surgeries on people, meaning somebody had something wrong with their knee. What they did is they did a placebo surgery. They opened up the person's knee. They closed it. They did not do anything to it. They did not change anything, anything at all. What happened is just from doing that, if the person believed that they were healed, the same healing that would have happened if they actually provided the surgery is the same effect they got. That has been scientifically proven many times before. If you want more on that, check out Dr. Joe Dispenza. But that's something that's very interesting, right? It's about the belief systems. But the truth of the matter is you are who you choose to be in the present moment. You are not the result of your past and if you can change your belief system enough or just let go of the belief, you don't really have to change your belief system. You just have to let go of beliefs that no longer serve. As you do that, you'll find that then you change the kind of effects that you have. This is something interesting as well. One more subject before I go. People that have schizophrenia, which means they or people that have multiple personality level. That's what it is. Multiple personalities. Well, they shift to one personality. Sometimes they'll shift to another personality and they'll have different color eyes. Then what will happen is they'll shift to another personality and that personality won't have cancer. The other personality will have cancer. Then from the moment they switch personalities, the physiological and chemical structure of their body has changed simply because they changed their personality because of their personality disorder or whatever we call it, right? That's very interesting because what that means is based on the personality structure, the belief structure of that person. As they change, what happens is so does the chemular, the chemical construction of their body. So does the actual health that they have different versions of their personality might have different immune systems. It's very interesting, but what that proves to me is that spontaneous healing is possible. It's just a matter of letting go of the beliefs that no longer serve. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for being here and sharing uh, time, sharing your energy with me, and I will continue to do more of these. Um, I'll do what I said. I will let you guys know before I do them so that you're able to get a couple hours to get here on time. I used to do them so sporadically, so I noticed today there's more people on than ever before. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start letting you guys know that I'm doing it so that when you come here, it's like we're all here. One happy family. Let me say one more thing. Would you guys like me to do live meditations on Instagram stories? If so, can I see some hearts right now? Or can you guys, yeah, can I see some hearts? If you guys want me to do live meditations on the Instagram stories, I think there's something powerful about us all connecting together and us all doing it at the same time, no matter where we are on the planet. If that's something you guys would like to see me do. Okay. I'm going to take that as a yes, because I see a whole bunch of hearts. That's something that I will do as well. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for being here and I will see you guys on the next video. Peace. Much love and namaste.